You know, the veterinary profession is outstanding in many, many ways. Unfortunately, we are also the least diverse profession. And here at Davis, we're actively working to change that. It is with that in mind that I'm excited to introduce our commencement speakers today. Many of you will recognize them from their hit TV show called Critter Fixers. This show has been described as a modern-day American version of the famous All Creatures Great and Small. These veterinarians are helping to show the world what a great profession veterinary medicine is, and for Dr. Bernard Hodges and Dr. Terrence Ferguson, are, there, are a dynamic team who are both inspirational, fun, and making a huge difference. It's been a real pleasure hosting them on campus for the last couple days, and we thank them for helping us in, on our journey. Please welcome to the podium Dr. Ferguson and Hodgins. Hi, y'all. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Good evening. My name is Dr. Terrence Ferguson. And I'm Dr. Bernard Hodges. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we want to start by saying what an honor it is for us to speak at this commencement ceremony. We've spoken at countless dinners, conferences, schools, you name it. But it's our first opportunity to speak to new veterinarians. This may be the most important speech we've given because you are the future of our profession. <laughs> we want to talk to you today about pouring from a full cup. Hey, man, so what exactly is a full cup? Well, you know, it's like when you take everything, you know, all the blood, sweat, the tears, the hard work, all your dreams, all the energy, everything that people have given to you, you take all that, and you pour it and you give it back to that next generation and those behind you. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So we wouldn't be standing here on this stage, you know, if it wasn't people who believed in us, right. you know, who poured in us along the way. So let's talk a little bit about how we got here. Let's go. You know, two veterinarians with successful practice from dirt roads in the country mm -hmm. with a TV show, a nationwide mentorship program, and two full cups. Yeah. You may know us from Critter Fixers, but actually we're two young men from country towns who just wanted to make a difference. I grew up in Tarleton, Georgia, a small rural town with two traffic lights. And he always reminds me of that too. I knew from an early age I wanted to be a veterinarian, even before I could spell it. I can remember when I was seven, eight years old, we had a dog that was hit by a car. It was a minor accident, but I thought I had nursed that dog back to health. I knew from that moment that I wanted to spend my entire life fixing animals. My path led me to Fort Valley State University where I studied veterinary science. At Fort Valley, I met Dr. Ernest Corker, a local black veterinarian. He shared his passion for veterinary medicine with me and helped me to secure internships in Maryland and Alaska that helped me earn my spot in veterinary school. Dr. Corker saw something in me and made, made a decision to pour into me. He had his own practice to run, but he took the time and the interest in me to enhance my life. But it wasn't only people in veterinary medicine that took time to pour into my life. When my partner and I first opened our business, we had to lean on members of our community 
to help us learn about things like banking, real estate, other matters. But I'll let my partner talk a little bit more about that. So my story is a little different from Mr. Perfect here, you know, <laughs> the Ferguson. Um, you know, we may make it look easy, but there are many, many people who worked hard to get us exactly to where we are. I grew up in Fort Valley, Georgia. I was this little black kid in the poorest city in Georgia being raised by a Japanese dad. He's who instilled my love of animals. Um, you know, I owe everything to him. Uh, just think about looking at you guys and looking as I walked across the stage. And he, he, he just gave me a hug and said, I love you, son. You know, I'll never forget that day. Um, my dad was an avid, <laughs> reason why I love fish, my dad was an avid koi farmer. When I went to Fort Valley State and this guy was lucky enough to meet me there 30 years ago, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to be the first black Jacques Cousteau. Some of you guys may know who he is, you guys may not quite. So I studied fisheries biology and I knew, I just knew I was going to be a marine biologist. I met my advisor, an amazing lady, Dr. Melinda Davis, who over the course of my life, she changed it tremendously. Uh, Dr. Davis was a professor at Fort Valley, and this woman was so involved in my life that she would come and pull me out of bed if I skipped class. Now, we shouldn't have talked about that, but yeah, every now and then. So. <laughs> um, she worked with me to get an internship in a small fishing village in Nepal. So, you know, so I was able to go to Southeast Asia and feed a, a village, which was, which was a profound, profound, just amazing impact on my life to see you know, even though I thought I was poor, well, I knew I was poor. <laughs> to, to go to this fishing village and see that these people made something out of nothing, yeah. you know, it kind of gave me, you know, a charge. So after coming back from school, uh, Dr. Davis and I talked. And, you know, I told her, you know, I absolutely love fish, and this was amazing. But, Doc, I love all animals. I think I might want to pursue a career in veterinary medicine. And she was like, okay. I'll help you do it. I entered Tuskegee University, School of Veterinary Medicine in 1993. I didn't quite have the best grades in the world, but thanks in large part uh, to Dr. Davis and the life experience, I had fed a village around the world, so they let me in vet school. <laughs> you know, veterinary school, veterinary school was an amazing time. You know, I just, it was, it was, I'm sure as you know, it was an amazing time in my life. You know, just like all of you guys sitting here, made great friends, learned a lot. Not only about veterinary medicine, but about life. I was fortunate enough to attend school again with my buddy and partner in crime. And I worked for Dr. Corker as well. He served as a, a mentor. So there's that name again. It's all about finding that perfect mentor and a person who's willing to pour into your life. Now, I'm not recommending this, but we just had to do what we had to do. So we struck out on our own our first year. Now, he's probably maybe smarter than us. He's <laughs> probably but, uh, you know, like Dr. Ferguson said, we had a, a lot of help getting started. You know, we made a lot of friends. You know, we didn't know anything about business. We went and sat with the local bankers, you know, who he took it upon himself to kind of teach us, you know, how do you do business? How do you get in real estate? You know, how do you, you finance these different things? But with his help, we was able to start that first clinic in an 800-square-foot old paint shop. Mm -hmm. I, unfortunately, I think it worked out, right? Yes, it did. But, you know, we consider him to be a very good friend now. But at the time, he had no clue who he was. We were just two young guys struggling, and he extended a hand. And we have countless stories of people who've helped us along the way. So it was a no-brainer for us to turn around and help those coming behind us. 
As soon as we could afford it, we hired veterinary technicians from Fort Valley State University. We hired doctors from Tuskegee University School of Veterinary Medicine. We had been in their shoes and we wanted to give those coming behind us their shot. As we became more and more successful, it definitely enhanced our lives, but it also gave us more opportunity to pour into others. We both have the individual foundations that have helped hundreds of kids reach their goals in areas of entrepreneurship as well as athletics. But we came together a few years ago to embark upon what might be one of our greatest endeavors. Yeah, um, we have this little TV show. You might have heard of it, Critter Fix the Country Vets. And uh, people are like, how in the world you get it? Now, everybody on this stage, this part may not know what it is, but I'm sure they know. You know how you talk about how it go down in DM? We literally got a direct <laughs> mention in our DM on Instagram. You know, I mean, you guys on the, on the stage know it, but we got a direct message from the good people at National Geographic and, and uh, Disney. And it's like, uh, we want you guys to have a TV show. And you know what? I, I did what anybody else would do when they got a message like that. I ignored it. But, you know, after talking to them a little bit more and, and a little bit more, I called my buddy. I said, hey, T, hey, man, we want to get a TV show. We got these folks who want to give us a TV show. And I did exactly what anyone else would do. I ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> but once we got through our heads that this was, you know, for real, uh, that this was a legitimate offer, we started talking to production teams as well as managers, agents, and studio heads. And tons of other folks, you know, jobs, I have no clue what their jobs are. Um, we filmed a pilot, and the rest is history. We were the first black veterinarians on Nat Geo and Disney Plus, and we're about to start filming season six. Hey, as amazing as the show is, that's not even the endeavor I was talking about. Oh, no? No. Something special happened when our show aired. Little kids who had no idea that veterinary medicine was a career option looked at their veterinarians, looked at the television, and saw us. When they saw us, they saw possibility. We've always had, always had volunteers and interns in our hospitals, but after the show aired, we got phone calls, emails, even snail mail from kids, parents, grannies, teachers, you name it, saying, can my child visit? How do you become a veterinarian? So we get those things all the time. So one day, you know, my best work, I was standing in the mop closet, <laughs> and I got this idea. I was like, I called him. I said, T, um, why don't we just start a program? We have kids who reach out to us all the time. Let's just get a big group together, give them a taste of vet med. And so Vet for a Day was born. Um, we had our first program in 2020. Um, don't worry, we, we social distance and everything, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but we started locally funding it from our pocket, but with great help from some great partners like the Zoetis Foundation, we have now held over 20 events nationwide and reached and touched thousands of kids. These programs, these programs are very fulfilling, but they take a lot, a lot of work. We both still practice full time. We film more than half of the year. We run a cattle farm. We both have a number of business ventures on top of that. But we see giving back and pouring into others as our responsibility, and we are happy to do it. We have an incredible team of people who still work to lift us up, and that's the only way we can do what we do. 
investing in other people not only helps them, it also helps us too. So I know you guys thinking, like, how on earth can they do all those things? I mean, you must, we must be under tremendous pressures. Well, I can tell you, we are both under constant pressure. But just like Tess, stressing can be a blessing, right? Because yeah. you're standing here. So yeah. stress can be a blessing. The stress of our daily lives reminds us, you know, that our lives are full. They're full of making change and trying to prove, improve the world to others, for others. So this is our charge to you as you enter the profession. Do good works, practice good medicine, never stop learning, and help as many people as you can. Enjoy the, all, enjoy enjoy the journey. Yeah.